welcome to the long and short of the week ahead, a production of Horizon SLJ Capital that takes a look at the macroeconomic themes of the week ahead and has been recorded for professional investors. My name is Matt Jones, Head of Distribution for Horizon SLJ Capital, and I'm joined by Neil Staines, Senior Portfolio Manager. Welcome, Neil. Hi, Matt. With signs of recovery around the world increasing, I think it's fair to say that whether it's on a personal level or, or looking at markets, there's certainly signs of, of optimism, of expectations of, of a continued recovery, especially closer to home when it comes to the UK. As you look at the data in the markets, Neil, are you seeing that data is matching expectations? Hi, mate. Yeah, good point. I mean, you know, uh, looking look, looking to next week uh, and to Europe, we're going to be quite heavily focused on uh, uh, the German ZEW release for April. What's interesting there is that, you know, there are two components to the index, uh, expectations and the current situation. Now, both are expected to rise this time around. That's not, uh, not, not the core focus. But, you know, up until this point, current situation has clearly lagged significantly behind the expectations component. You know, that's been a key feature of the recovery so far, very much expectations led where, you know, the, the survey data, if you will, has, uh, has outperformed the hard data. Uh, and more broadly, even, you know, commentator expectations have been very strong. Um, uh, and, uh, you know, really now it's uh, time for uh, the economy to, uh, to, to, to live up to the reality. Um, it is worth noting, though, however, that uh, recent German data actually in March has been a little stronger, certainly. There's certainly some signs from uh, retail sales, factory orders and uh, export data all from March. So that, that is more of a, a positive progression. You know, recent expectations on European growth are very positive. So we'll be looking to see how this catches up. But one point that I want to make on this, you know, uh, following on from the Bank of England uh, this week, where... Um, the governor was clear to point out that the reduction in the, the, the pace of assets purchases under the QE program did not amount to a tapering in the traditional sense on the basis that the bank was still committed to buy the full envelope uh, of uh, uh, promised QE purchases. And I think this has particular relevance to Europe, though, despite the fact that, that there are now strong expectations of a, uh, a solid recovery in Europe, um, perhaps expectations that this growth upgrade uh, leads to a tapering of purchases under the PEP program in Europe is maybe a little bit ahead of itself and maybe, uh, as Bailey would suggest, a slight mischaracterization uh, of the situation. Um, staying with the UK, uh, you know, following on from uh, the Bank of England upgrade to the growth forecast, quite a significant upgrade for 2021 from 5% at the February monetary policy report to 7.25%, uh, so quite a big uh, pickup, uh, as well as, um, you know, what was essentially a, a significantly improved view of the labour market as, uh, you know, the extended furlough schemes kind of dovetail quite nicely with the pickup in demand and reopening of the UK economy. Um, so that's kind of gives a much better balance of medium-term risks and more comfortable situation for the Bank of England. But next week, we get Q1 GDP release. It's expected to be a negative number. It's expected to be the low point of the year. Uh, And we'll see really, from a broader perspective, what level the base is at for Andy Haldane's uh, coiled spring release. Uh, Rather interestingly, actually, um, Andy Haldane emboldened his hawkish credentials uh, as uh, what is essentially his penultimate uh, meeting uh, as uh, Chief Economist of the Bank of England. Uh, by dissenting on QE in favour of a £50 billion cut to the envelope, so a reduction in the the amount of uh, assets to be purchased as a function of his view that 
that the recovery is going to be very strong and the underlying demand is strong and therefore inflation pressures to pick up going forward. So I think that's uh, quite an interesting point. You know, perhaps uh, on the flip side, Bailey was a little more sanguine uh, on the prospect of rate hikes uh, in the fact that he played down the, the, the fact that while inflation is at target at the forecast horizon under the conditional assumption, which is uh, assuming market implied rates, uh, and the market is uh, implying two rate hikes over the period, Bailey actually played down the prospects of those as a, a fine judgment over that period and not a validation of those hikes. So on balance, uh, we hold a, a very positive uh, view of the, of the growth backdrop uh, in the UK, but uh, officials still pushing back on any near-term rate hikes. And then lastly, uh, lastly for me, on the, on the inflation front, uh, you know, that we're seeing uh, increasingly discussions of inflation appearing more broadly, you know, the copper price, iron ore, even lumber prices, which have uh, had quite extraordinary rises uh, of late, have brought inflation right back to centre stage. You know, interestingly, recent rhetoric from some of the Fed speakers itself has kind of wavered a little bit on their commitment to uh, the fact that uh, inflation is clearly transitory. And so uh, perhaps a little bit of wobble on their commitment to that. CPI in the US is expected to rise to 3.6% in April. That's from 2.6% in March. And that's not really in keeping with the somewhat above uh, for a period of time narrative that fits with the, the, the Fed's new flexible average inflation target. Um, and any persistence uh, at these level, lofty levels is likely to bring slightly more ambiguity, I would imagine, from Fed speakers uh, and a little bit more discomfort to markets. So inflation is definitely something that we're focused on. Thank you, Neil. Plenty to be looking forward to in the week ahead. As we come into the weekend, I feel the need in reference to last week's episode, perhaps to offer condolences both to you and obviously to, to Southend, who sadly have ended their 101-year run in the Football League. Very unfortunate. Sad times. Looking to this weekend, though, outside of markets, what have you got your eye on? Yeah, interesting. I think, you know, while, uh, while uh, we've got uh, half an eye on the uh, Scottish election results coming in and uh, you know, Nicola Sturgeon's quest for that 65-seat majority in Hollywood, there are a number of uh, sporting events to take our mind off things. Interest as the uh, Formula One travels to Spain. Uh, so the next next round of the Hamilton Verstappen saga, which is turning out to be a cracking series. I haven't mentioned the Premiership much, but you know, back to uh, this weekend, where some very important games for Spurs, Chelsea, Liverpool, and West Ham, all chasing that very profitable Champions League spot. So uh, I'll be uh, looking closely at that. Excellent. So plenty to keep our minds occupied whilst we wait with uh, with, with great anticipation uh, for the results of the Scottish elections. Thank you for joining us for the long and short of the week ahead. Further insights are available on our website, horizonsljcapital.com forward slash insights. We look forward to you joining us again next week for more insights into macroeconomic events and the long and short of the week ahead. <laughs>